Welcome to another episode of the Origins of Home podcast, a show contemplating home, family, and life. I'm your host, Mariana, and in today's episode, we're talking names. All about it. Everything that has to do with names. Like, should you go on naming things? What's the importance of naming things? And uh, a couple of stories. So, let's get going. Welcome to the Origins of Home podcast. I am Mariana Venceslao and I am your host. In the Origins of Home, we are contemplating home, family and life. Join the journey to become a better steward of the skills, resources and relationships we have. I've mentioned this briefly in another episode, but I've I've started doing embroidery a, a couple of months ago. And sure, I I'm still very, you know, amateurish at it, but I've started or since I started, I wanted my embroidery uh hobby to be more of a of an intentional creative process. And so I've chosen projects so far that are mementos, that are creating uh, a celebratory, unique item to to kind of mark a moment, to kind of mark a date or a person or puppy in, in my latest project. And I I did that, I started that for various reasons. I chose embroidery for some reasons that maybe I'll dive deeper into at another um, moment. But I wanted to create these mementos or these celebratory things because I've been trying to implement this Old Testament thing, which is that God, when he had a certain encounter with someone, he said, like, go and erect an altar in this place where we had this important moment, build something and dedicate it to me. And I just started in my life building these altars, sort of, to to mark moments in life. And with the case of, of embroidery items, it's not that they are necessarily an altar, meaning that they're not necessarily just about moments with God or about the spiritual journey, but I expanded this idea to marking general things that I want to celebrate. So the latest example of, of that would be my dog, because my dog came to our home at a moment that I think is very special. And we've had dogs before. This is not news um, for us as a family. But for me particularly, this particular dog, which is sitting next to me sleeping at this moment, this particular dog came to our family. I'm sorry about the neighbor's dogs going crazy, if you can hear that. Um, but yeah, this particular dog came to our family at the end of 2021. And I think that he marked, not that he was the reason, but he helped mark the end of a very difficult season for me. It was a, a particularly difficult season for me personally. But that season 
started to fade away and this new season started to be brought to life at the end of 2021. And so I wanted to celebrate that by making an embroidery for my dog. And so I made this little round thing with uh, some of the toys that he prefers and his little bed and his little paw and the date that he was born. And just every time I look at it, which is sitting um, on top of his of his little teepee house, I'm just reminded of that. Also, every time I look at him, I'm reminded of that, except when he's doing something that he isn't supposed to, like chewing something. But other than that, every time I look at his cute little face, I'm reminded of the ending or the closing of that particularly hard season. But the the physical item that I made with my hands, celebrating that or marking that is also something that I cherish deeply. So why am I talking about this? What does that have to do with names? Well, not much, but... Let me try to segue into into the name thing. First, a story. Carry on with this theme of remembering and marking moments. When I was still in college, we had an aunt live with us. And she was actually my mother's aunt, so my great aunt. And she lived with us for a few years until she passed away. The thing is, while she was here living with us, the days had a certain rhythm and a certain routine to them. And a couple of months ago, I started trying to remember what those days were like. And I kept not being able to do that. You know, I kept not being able to piece together how those days were. And it made me kind of sad because I want to remember her. I want to remember what life was like while she was here. And so I realized is because I didn't make memories in the sense that I can recollect them very easily. So I didn't take enough photos, I didn't do enough things to keep those days, those random, ordinary days, recollectable. So as of a few months, quite a few months now, I think maybe a couple of years to some extent, but effectively a couple of months ago, I started trying to document these mundane days, these mundane, ordinary routines to kind of make the seasons that are ordinary, recollectable. And I discovered recently an app that can help to do that. One Second Every Day, that's the name of the app. I will link to it in the description. This app basically it lets you record a one second video daily and then you can choose a period of time to compile these these one second videos and then the app will compile them and you can see your life. And the idea behind it I think is very interesting because we are visual creatures in the sense that having visual pointers, having visual things, um really help us remember the scene. They really help set the tone and are a great aid to recollecting things, remembering things. Which is why, you know, our spaces should always be uh, made kind of personal because we are very visual creatures, but that's another that's another topic. So 
memories, recollecting routine and ordinary moments through one second videos that can be or easily achieved. So I started trying to document these routine, ordinary life moments with the hopes of being able to remember what the seasons were like. And another reason for that is I think there's a quote from The Office in the latest season, in the ninth season rather, um, where one of the characters, I'm not sure if it's Andy or Pam, I think it's Andy, and he says something in the lines of, I wish there was a way of knowing about the good old days, knowing that you were living in the good old days while you were living them. And this sentiment is, I think it really encompasses what I mentioned about the story about my aunt. Because I know that they were good days. And now that I'm trying to remember them and not being able to do so to the extent that I want, you know, I just want to not repeat that mistake with future good old day seasons. So, yeah, our family went through a quiet season in the past few years, as most families did. And I really started documenting the ordinary, repeated, not grandiose at all moments. So family walks through the neighborhood or making meals together or watching movies. Yeah, just started taking random pictures because I really wanted to capture life in those ordinary moments. So again, what does that have to do with names? I mean, how how much longer can I go on without mentioning names? Let's segue into that. First, just a little, life is not made of grandiose moments. Like, sure, you have, you know, the, the births and the deaths and the graduations and the weddings and the big trips. They are valid, beautiful, important moments in life. But life is actually made of these routine, ordinary, forgettable moments. Because day in and day out, you're living. But they seem the same, and so it seems like it's not very important. But that's what's actually making your life yours. So, in the context of a, fiction, of a fictional story, this is very easy for us to understand. But I think in the context of real life, we seem to often dismiss it as not as important. But naming. Usually when someone, when an author is starting to write a story or conceptualize a story, they will conceptualize the characters. And one of the most important steps in doing that is naming that character because naming a character in at least in a fictional story it's a way of expressing who that character is in the deepest sense of the word in the deepest sense that you can make it so when you when you think of of someone like harry potter it has a lot of importance and you know i like harry potter if you if you listen to the last episode you'll know i really like harry potter anyway um 
naming in Harry Potter is very significant. So why is it that we don't pay that much attention to naming or or to the names of people and the names of things in real life? If you look at the Bible again, you notice that names have a lot of power. You notice that God has a lot of names and each name means something. And the meaning of each of those names is an expression of a part of God's personality, is a part of who he is, is, is expressing to us part of who he is. And also, a lot of people in the Bible, a lot of characters in the Bible, when naming a child, they will often refer to the meaning of that name because it relates to the story that they had or because it relates to a prophecy that was spoken over that human, that child that was going to be born. So you can see throughout the Bible, in various instances, in various scenarios, the importance of names. And a couple of years ago, I was chatting with my therapist about him. He asked me, what is the meaning of your name? And I didn't know. So I went looking and then I came back and we discussed about it. And in doing that, I saw the importance of my name because it helped ground who I am. It helped ground my identity. In knowing what my names mean, I, I had a better understanding of who I am. And it spoke a lot of purpose over my life when I was feeling kind of lost in some areas. Knowing what my name meant spoke a lot of purpose over my life. And I do think that it can do, that it can be the same way for everyone. Sure, there are many, many people named Mariana, but there, there are fewer people with my full name. But even with someone with the exact same name as me, there is an importance to it. Because there are other factors. Today we're focusing only on the name. So, at least in the society that I'm inserted in, I don't see a lot of people worried about the importance of the name or the power of naming a child or naming, you know, something. I've just started noticing how important it is. Like, maybe what I see a lot of people doing is like, oh, this name is pretty or this name runs in the family or this name is in vogue. This is the name of the year, so I just throw that on my child because I think it's nice. And we don't usually consider the implications of it, or we don't necessarily look for the meaning of it. And that, I think, it's a, a disservice to, to the story that you're trying to build, or to the life that you're trying to raise. So this past week, I was also chatting with my mom about this. And it kind of brought forth a kind of inside joke where I will say the meaning of her name as a as a way of calling her because the meaning of her name is pretty strong and it's just funny to call a person through a, a, a complete phrase instead of just saying a name. But at least in the um in the Bible in some cases people would actually understand the the phrase or, or the meaning of the name rather when you said just the word so yeah it just became a kind of an inside joke anyway on a more serious note i mentioned this on my newsletter um which is quiet thoughts you can subscribe to that on quietfool.substack.com you can find the link for that in the show notes as well but yeah quiet thoughts on one of the earlier editions i mentioned about a book called the Lost World of Adam and Eve. And this book 
is is a book written by John Walton. Great book, but not um not for everyone. It's very dense, and it has a lot of um, yeah a lot of good insights on the story of Genesis or the the story of creation. But yeah, in the early stages of the book, John Walton was discussing about naming stuff and how in Genesis. God actually says, name all the animals. That was one of the tasks that he gave. And what does that mean for us in a secular, modern, Western, however you want to call it, culture? What does that mean when you hear name all the animals as a task given by God? What would you what would you think was supposed to happen? If you're like me, your first thought would be, yeah, how do you want to refer to this living creature? But to that culture, in the context when the text was written, naming something, naming someone, naming a living creature was primarily about speaking purpose over that creature, was about showcase, showcasing their place within a broader context. It was about showcasing their place or how they fit into that society, into that historical period, into that context. So when God said to Adam, name the animals, it was like, give them a place, give them a job, give them a purpose within this broader context of nature. And that is a very powerful thing. So when you'd say, this is a cow or this is a dog, you're actually speaking purpose over that animal. And when you say, this is a human, you're speaking a certain purpose over that creature. And when you say this human is called Mariana, for example, it means something. So what does that have to do with anything? The way to think about it, let's look at this podcast, for example. The podcast Origins of Home was generated as I was reading this book, The Lost World of Adam and Eve, because when you, he was making an analogy of when you buy a house and you enter the house for the first time, a family enters the house for the first time, it doesn't instantly become a home. To become a home, you need a lot more things than just having a physical place that you own and they have the keys to and that you sleep in. You need a lot more things. You need to build relationships in it. You need to actually live in it. You need to bring in furniture. You need to decorate it. You need to do all sorts of things. You need to establish routines and rhythms and make it your own and many, many other aspects about it. As I was reading that, I was thinking about what are the origins of a home? What are those things? And how do I work to build those things wherever I go or wherever the situation I'm in or in whichever context that I'm in? How do I make the places that I have to live in, a home. What does it mean to build a home? And so that's how this podcast came to be. That's where I got the inspiration from. And sure, I mentioned in a previous episode why I'm doing this, but this is the origin story of this podcast. I was reading a book and I kept thinking about all the different people trying to create a home in various different contexts. Maybe they dream of it. They dream of having a family of their own. They dream of raising kids. They dream of adventuring out into the world. But 
we all need a home and we all need a secure, safe place. We need to create that. If you don't come from a safe place, if you don't come from a structured place, you need to create that. And maybe you don't know how to do it. I don't know how to do it. And I come from a safe place, but I don't have all the answers to create a home. So that's why this podcast exists, because this is a journey to learn how to do that. And we get better every day. Yeah, this is about going into the intricacies of what it means to create a home. repercussions of this are of course far-reaching because you can think about a home in the physical aspect or the relational aspect or the spiritual or psychological or societal or financial aspect yeah that's what I'm, I'm trying to do here is diving deeper learning about these things and actually trying to build that in my own life so naming things there's another story coming in my family my, my dad and I used to do that when I was younger, whenever we would get a new car, um, new for us at least. Whenever we would get a new car, we would name it, we would nickname it. And it would always be something adventurous and fast and fun. And over the, year, over the years, we kind of stopped doing that. And maybe it's because we thought this is a child's game, but in keeping with the theme of naming is important. I'm making the case that even doing something seemingly stupid as naming a vehicle for your family can can have meaning. Because if you input something exciting or adventurous or security or comfort or luxury, whatever the meaning is, it evokes that thing. However you nickname it, it evokes that thing. When you give a nickname to, to something, or when you name something, it will point to that thing. It's important. Another aspect of naming things that I want to mention is the negative aspect of it. In, in the past few decades of human existence, we've seen the rise of the bullying discussion and the, um, the rise of, of the fight against bullying. And sure, bullying is bad. There's no question about it. But I want to get to to a specific point of, of bullying, which is nicknaming. And the, of course, the negative side of nicknaming, because there are nicknames that are good, but let's focus now on the bad side. When someone gives a bad nickname to someone else. Another, another story. Another story. For me, when I'm in traffic, it's very easy for me to be like, oh, you imbecile. Why would you cut in front of me like that? Or why would you drive slowly like that? This is the fast lane, you imbecile. And this word is so easy for this word to come out of my mouth. But when I do that, for instance, with a niece or a nephew or with my brother or with anyone else, especially particularly a child, when, when we do that, when we speak those words, either in front of a youngster or, or to 
a young person. Imagine how, or remember how, or figure how that kind of, that can actually be quite impactful to that person. It can actually become a sort of, it can actually become sort of how they perceive themselves. And of course, that will compound and it can it can get to the point where they will see themselves as whatever they're being called either a nickname a cuss word or a bad word or a negative thing and when you start to assimilate or falsely assimilate that that is who you are the repercussions of that are very drastic because there is a psychological effect going on here and i will try to to put links to research talking about this about how people speak about you to you affect how you perceive yourself. So why why do we let these things run so freely? Why do we let words that are spoken with anger or with just a negative connotation come out of our mouth so easily? Knowing that they can affect someone else or knowing that, knowing that they can affect how someone else is seeing who they are. It can even be affecting their identity or their sense of identity. It's just a very disturbing thing. This is something that I actually do to myself a lot. And this again is a very important psychological thing going on. When I make a mistake, for example, the first reaction that comes to my mind is like, oh, you idiot. And when you just do this little change, when you refrain from doing that, from saying, oh, you idiot, and you instead say something like, oh, Mariana, you just made a mistake. That's okay. When you, when you just make this little change, you still kind of complain, you still kind of acknowledge the mistake, but you're not associating the mistake with who you are. You know, you're not saying, oh, you idiot. You're not associating that you're the mistake. And that is a very important thing for us, for us psychologically. You're instead just saying, oh yeah, you made a mistake. That's okay. That's not who you are. You just made a mistake. That little thing helps with your perception of self or helps your perception of self to be not negatively affected by what you just did or what just happened. This little last bit kind of falls off the wagon on naming, but it just seemed the natural flow of things it just seem to be the natural flow of things so yeah a small psychological mind hack for all of those for all of us who who fall into this kind of of name of, of bad naming of self and can actually distort your perception of self so i think that will be it also i made a youtube channel and I'm trying to upload previous episodes in audio only. So you can look for those on Origins of Home. So just search YouTube for now. Um, I would like to say thank you so much for watching. We'll see you in the next episode. Bye. This was another episode of the Origins of Home podcast. If you'd like to leave comments or feedback, you can send us an email over at originsofhomepod at gmail.com. If you'd like to get the show in more people's ears, leaving a review would be lovely.
I would also like to encourage you to send this episode to one friend you think will like to hear what we talked about today. You can see useful links for today's episode in the show notes. And that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.